Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to The Messy Table, an ordinary space where we can show up and remember that God is actually at work in our mess. Because one, we all need that reminder. Two, we are imperfect humans living in this very good yet very fallen world. And three, Jesus has done something amazing. He's already done the work to save us and redeem us and call us His own. But this story isn't over yet, and God is still at work. So if we haven't yet had the chance to meet, my name is Jen Jewell, and I love getting to host this faith-fueled conversation-style podcast, which unleashes a fresh perspective into your world and your speakers every other Tuesday, which is partnered with the women of my church, Life Church, which happens to be a big-time fan of the YouVersion Bible app, God's Word literally in our back pockets for free in thousands of languages wherever we go. And honestly, the reason we do this is because we love getting to lock arms with other Jesus-loving women from all over who have known the grace of God and are willing to share it with us. And in the years of hosting this podcast, I have gotten to chat with some incredible women about big messes, smaller messes, good messes, harder messes. And the truth is, most of us have experience with all of the above. And there have been times when we have covered some really big topics, like losing a child or husband or escaping the dark world of sex trafficking, or taking the actual gospel to a remote people group on the other side of the world for the actual first time. And y'all, I love those conversations and they are so, so important. But sometimes the mess that we all experience isn't necessarily a quote unquote huge thing, but it's the real and constant everyday life, which is often marked by things like joy and discouragement, like beauty and pain like faith and sometimes fear. And yet God is there too, right in the middle of making breakfast for a house full of people, or right in the middle of filling out college applications, or when you're cleaning toilets or folding underwear or wiping down countertops for the fifth time that morning, or when every new month you are silently praying for two pink lines, or when you feel like you've given every ounce of yourself at work, at home, but it still doesn't feel like enough or when it's a struggle to cover bills, or when your precious child is kind of going through an annoying stage, or a rebellious stage, or when you're just struggling to get on the same page with someone you love, or when you're trying to figure out what to cook for dinner every single day for the rest of your life, or when you're wondering, how do we live here? How do we raise kids here? How do we interact with our people here? When everything feels so charged and divisive, or when you want your life to count, but it all feels pretty ordinary. Guys, that is exactly where God meets us, right where we are. And it's why Jesus told us that in this world we will have trouble, but to take heart, He has overcome the world. And so I am super excited to introduce you to my guest for today. Ashley Robbins is wife to Shay, mama to six awesome kiddos, and together they are a huge part of leading Canicut Camps, a Christian summer sports camp with multiple locations based out of Missouri, where they have both had lots of different roles and worn lots of different hats over the years. They are currently leading K2, which is a camp for high schoolers, where Shay is the director and Ashley gets to live two different lives, doing the hard and holy work of raising kids during the school year and also jumping in at camp during summer months as the director of operations. And they also have a little farm and I'll let her tell you the rest. But what you need to know is that Ashley's gonna make it seem like she's just this simple, ordinary gal. And maybe that's slightly true, but you need to know that Ashley has a gift for loving people in a way that is so contagious and a desperation for Jesus that is beautiful. And I definitely think this world needs way more of that. Just a heads up, we were having some tech trouble in the beginning, but the sound does get better as you go. So grab your coffee, pull up a chair, and join me for a chat with Ashley. <laughs> Habit wants to call you Medlin, Ashley Medlin, but it's Ashley Robbins. I know. I want to say Bechtel. I know. Same thing. So welcome to the messy table. Thanks for being here. I am so thrilled to be here. We go way back to when I was a camp counselor at Canacuck yep. Camps. You were on staff full time, so you seemed big time. I was not big time. This was all before Shay. Yes. All before you were married. It was so long ago, yet it feels like yesterday. Sometimes when I think about my age of being 42, I'm like, but I'm still 20, right? Like I can still like <laughs> run around with all these staff girls. And then I realized very quickly, I cannot. I don't think 20 
<laughs> but I think like 26, maybe yeah. I could still pull off. Yeah. But I can't. I really can't. Yeah. Mm-mm. Well, your listeners might not know this, but you were, I mean, you're going to kill me for saying this. I didn't say this in our pre-chat because I didn't want you to tell me not to, but you were oh, gosh. an incredible, incredible staff girl. And that's coming from someone that's done this for, I think this will be my 23rd year at camp. And so I've seen a lot of staff. You were a magnet for girls and um, every person wanted to be your co and you were such a breeze of a staff girl. Then you loved kids. You jumped in, you taught whatever we asked you to teach. And it was the biggest honor of my life when people would confuse us. I don't know if you remember this. Oh my gosh. Yes, I do. But I also felt so bad for you. because I was like, she probably does not want to be compared to this crazy director person, but whatever um, you huge were and are amazing. And well, it was a huge compliment to me. I think we started kind of rolling with the sister thing. We totally did. I was like, yep. It probably because I had like a very healthy girl crush on you at the time. I was like, she's precious. That is such a high compliment. <laughs> Here's, so so. Here's the funny thing. At the time, you know, I'm this college girl and you're older on full-time staff, but you're I think only a couple years older than me, which is so funny. I guess I'm not that much, but it did feel the gap felt bigger than it probably was. Yeah. But um, you were awesome. It's like, I'm still a student. You're a real adult. Yeah, uh, I don't know if I'm still a real adult. That still might be. I'm still waiting for that to happen. But um, it was, gosh, that seems like yesterday. I wish I could still be like, this is who we want. Like Jen Bechtel Jewel. Oh, um, gosh. You were just incredible. So it's fun to be sitting here and all that the Lord's done through you guys. I wish I knew your husband more. And it's just fun. It's fun to see girls that you knew in college to go, gosh, they are still so faithfully walking with the Lord and mm. doing things that are feel so big and in a space that needs more truth and more absolute truth in God's word. And so just super proud of you. I feel like you took my whole intro. Like I can say all these same things about you. No way. No way. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, you are incredible. And so everyone listening needs to, and wants to hear more about Ashley Robbins. So who are you? Who do you love? And just give us a little peek into what you're all about. Well, I must admit, I'm not even good at like listening to podcasts. One of my core four women, I'm core four four people in my life that are my kind of core people. And one of them loves podcasts. And I always laugh that I just am so far removed from all things social media and even podcasts. And so, but I did do my homework because I went and listened to your podcast, which is incredible. I love the premise. I love what you're saying, but I do feel a little out of the ranks um, after listening to your guests. Whatever. I thought I have written no book. In fact, when your your guest said you're either a Moses or you're a David, I can't mm. remember who it was even, but um, I'm probably a Moses. Where like, I who am I, Lord? Who am I? Yeah, that's how I always feel. Yes, when you texted to be on, I was like, no thanks, <laughs> and I didn't send it, but I wanted to, and then I, you know, I told Stay about it, and he was like, yeah, you have to do it. It's so good. It's so good. So I don't have much to offer outside of just a pretty, I hope a pretty authentic heart and just the Lord. That's what I have to offer. So, well, we appreciate your humility. We really do. But the truth is you are incredible. Well, thank you. But I am wife of Shay Robbins and he is definitely my better half. He, um, is still my best friend. We're going into 17 years of marriage, which feels bizarre. Um, but truly marriage is still amazing. I feel like marriage is way underrated in our world, but he directs over here. And I do jump in in the summer to um, direct at camp and just do my best to try to love a very, very broken world of teenagers. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure any listeners that have teens, it's just, it's just a different world than when we grew up. And so just mm-hmm. trying to stay in that fight where I probably want to duck my head and run for cover. Oh, that's so true. Um, mm-hmm. And then I have six kids. I don't know why we just somehow kept having them and <laughs> probably should have stopped after four. <laughs> I feel like sometimes I'm like, oh, that would be so nice. But I do love my last two. I, I want all people to know I love my last two. But we have a 13, <laughs> a 12, a 10, a nine, and a six, and a three, um, and mostly little blonde girls. Mm. We have one boy, and 
don't feel bad for him. He loves his sisters and the Lord knew. I bet he gets all the attention. He is awesome. I am such a soapbox when people are like, oh, sorry, buddy. And I'm like, wait a second. Don't you devalue my girls. Um, That's right. So that is a little bit of soapbox only because I have five of them. And he's going to be an incredible husband one day. Fingers crossed. Right now, he doesn't want to get married. He's like, no, I just want to live in the woods. And you know, those trucks that have those um, campers that you put on the bed of the truck. He just wants one of those. I'm like, okay. How old is he? He's our um, fourth grader. Okay. Well, my son's fifth grade and he's the same. He would completely love to go live in the woods, to live off the land, land. hunt fish. They need to be friends. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep. Yeah, that's that's Knox. But um, don't feel for him. He has great sisters who he really <laughs> does love. He does a great job. And our girls are awesome. And then we have nine goats. We live on an 80 acre, not a working farm by any means, but um, a fun homestead is maybe what I should call it. But we got the chickens. We do the chores and get the eggs. Which Praise the Lord, because eggs are like $7,000 right exactly. now. So people are constantly, do y'all have extra eggs right now? And I'm like, do you know how many children I have to so we had chickens for several years. We actually don't have them right now. We're on a chicken break. Really? Um, okay. Right okay. at the wrong time, whenever eggs skyrocketed in price. Seriously. But I feel like in the winter, they also dip, like they don't make as much. You know, we have hacked the code, Jen. What do you um, use? Just a heat lamp? Well, it's sunlight. The light is the kicker for chickens. So right. if you, again, Shay's the chicken farmer. I really should have him on the podcast to talk about chickens. But anyway, we cracked the code and thankfully we have enough that they laid through. Now, when it gets like five degrees, they have stopped. Like right. we had a really cold stretch in December mm-hmm. and they do kind of lock up for a little bit. But yeah. we love it. We have a crazy life, a dog, a cat, an outside cat for mice and it is a funny life. So fun. And you said you breed these goats. We do breed our goats. So we just got a, um, a again, there's this conversation I never thought I would have, you know, when I was 25. But um, <laughs> we have a breeder, like our little boy goats, and he just has a heyday, I guess, with all his lady goats. <laughs> and we think a few are pregnant, but with goats, you can't really tell until like the last much bigger. few weeks. They get real big. And then yeah. I just like felt so bad for him. But our kids have gotten an education. You know, there have been some conversations about goats and breeding that I never thought I would have with my three-year-old. But she's like, oh. <laughs> I actually think it makes the like birds and bees conversation easier. <laughs> I mean, we just bred our golden retriever a couple months back and had puppies and yes. they got to see him be born oh, and this whole experience. And, you know, honestly, it's kind of helpful in a way to be able to talk some things yes. through about animals. Yes. Yeah, they have gotten an education. So it's fun. We, we have a, a really simple life, which is a word that I say a lot about prayerfully life, just keeping it simple and just love people and walk with the Lord and do what he asks. So we love it out there. Well, you are full of humility, but I know that you are just amazing and an incredible wife and mom and this woman in ministry who just gives it your all no matter what. And so I would love to be a fly on the wall in your house as you just raise your kiddos and Mm. seek to be present and all of these things that I know we're going to kind of dive into today. But we also know that life is not polished and perfect. And so for you, I just kind of love to dive into how life has been messy, but still God has just met you in the trenches of that mess. I love your premise. It's sweet. It's, uh, you know, the world we're living in. I I hesitate with my words. I'm sorry. Is because I don't know if I've ever longed for heaven. Um, and, And I know COVID and all the things, but the world we're living in right now has driven my heart to a place, you know, as a young mom, I was like, Oh Lord, please don't come back. I want to see my kids grow up and I want to have grandkids and all these earthly kind of wants. Mm -hmm. Um, So I love the premise of the messy because I think a God's word, which is sitting in front of me, I know your listeners can't see that, but it is the messiest of the messiest, you know, um, Mm -hmm. in all ways. I love that our creator, our sustainer, our savior steps into the yuckiest and the the least qualified and the dirtiest of people. So I love your premise, first of all, just to brag on you. And I was actually saying before we started recording, I wish I could flip the tables on Jen and make her answer questions, but I'm good. (laughs) I'm good with my uh, seat. My messy is 
probably still in progress. And, um, you know, the timing of all this, I really do have to kind of trust the Lord in this, but um, I'm still kind of in it, if I'm honest, the messy right now for us. And there's all kinds of things we could venture into, but Mm -hmm. just where I felt like this morning as I prayed through this, but the messy is just right now. And for my heart, I think so much of life right now feels like I have um, really pulled into just, if I can use this word without, you know, making all mental health professionals jump in their seats, just down. Um, I've never walked through depression. That's not to put me on a pedestal by any means, but just a down season. And, and it's from all kinds of factors from, you know, parenting is not for the faint of heart. And we're mm-hmm. entering a teenage zone that I love and I cherish having a front row seat to my oldest daughter and she is an incredible human being, but she's a teenager. And, you know, um, another director used to say um, tiny kids, tiny problems. And when they get bigger, bigger kids, bigger problems. And so just venturing into this, um, we talked about this, but a time of influence and there can be lots of doubts as a mom in that and down in the fact that, yeah, groceries are killing this ministry budget in our life. And Mm -hmm. it has turned our budget upside down to where we're kind of going, gosh, Lord, like, okay, we're going to pray that you would provide just our daily bread for this month, for this day, for this tank of gas, this whatever it is that's coming. And down as far as it's funny, like big picture stuff from 30,000 feet down to 30 feet of my heart. But even just looking at the world and I don't even watch much news or again, I'm not on, I'm sure you're going to push into this, but not Mm -hmm. on a lot of social media, but um, Mm -hmm. uh, just the world and the brokenness and the attacks, I think raising six kids and like, you know, just fighting to allow the Lord to be their identity and that he created them and with a purpose, but yet feeling like, when will that message be one that is um, hated that, that message that I'm telling my kids. And I think I just this month have walked into really, if I had to sum it up, it's, it's clinging to the Lord and going, how do I enjoy this life? And he tells us in John, like, I have come to give you life and life abundantly in the midst. How can this all exist together in the midst of just feeling down mm-hmm. and and feeling like not, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to love my kids, but just discouraged maybe, um, mm-hmm. not on the edge of any depression, but just kind of that shade before it of just a spirit that is downcast before the Lord. But yet still going, Lord, how do I enjoy life Mm -hmm. with where it is and where it is personally, where it is globally, Mm -hmm. um, where it is in the church? How do I enjoy each day, each little cuddle from my six-year-old or time with whoever, friends on a walk, but yet also experience and be okay to experience kind of a downcast spirit? You know, I think whether someone's a stay-at-home mom or a working mom, I mean, let's be honest, we all work, right? Whether you yeah. work from home or outside of the home yeah. or some concoction of right. some kind of mix, whether you have kids or don't have kids. Mm-hmm. I totally can relate. So I'm sure other people can too. There is an anxiousness or discouragement or even a little bit of fear or a lot of bit of fear, <laughs> mm-hmm. just trying to raise, disciple, love, encourage exist in this world right now. And I know that's always been the case. So that's nothing new. And when we do read the Bible, there was already all kinds of mess all throughout scripture. And so I know that's not new. And that actually brings me comfort Mm -hmm. to know that people have had to lean on the Lord Mm -hmm. and figure out how to persevere and cope Mm -hmm. always. But we definitely live in a unique and distinct time in history Mm -hmm. where things are complicated. And Mm -hmm. man, I have two kids and it's not easy. And so I'm sure having six kids, like you said, it's not for the faint of heart. Right. And I even go back to if you're a college girl listening, you know, even without the kid part, you're walking the hallways or the, you know, the walkways between student unions and your dorm. And how do you, how do we teach our kids, our staff, our women, Mm -hmm. ourselves, ourselves? Yeah. Our God's word is so full and complete. Mm -hmm. And 
1000% reliable to stand on and to live on. And mm-hmm. yeah, I just think I've just waged a little bit of a self, not self doubt, but again, this word of just a self down of like, Lord, how do I do this? Mm-hmm. It feels so big and monumental. Um, you know, I wish I could just tuck them all away. I wish I could tuck myself away. And I always say I, I would totally move to like a cave in Australia if I could, which again, we can't run from the world. That's just not how it's set up. But, and we're called to be out in it, you know, and I, I want my kids, they are here for such a time as this. Um, my dad, he would look at me sometimes as we kept adding another child to the brood and Mm. he would say, Ashley, like, I don't know if I could raise kids in this world. And mm-hmm. he, he meant it lightheartedly, but I remember looking at me like, that does not help me that, like mm-hmm. that, yeah. you know, but meaning. Oh yeah. I mean, you hear it a lot. Yeah, you do. And I think just trying to go, Lord, how do I not lose heart mm-hmm. that you have overcome all this and standing on his truth in that. And so anyway, the long and short of it is just, you know, there's days when tears And again, I'm going to try and keep them even out of this podcast. Not that my tears couldn't be in it, but tears come quickly. And, you know, there's that, okay, I'm going to go for a walk and I'm going to just pray. I walk each morning, sometimes with folks, sometimes without. And I think the Lord's just met me in those little moments to go, you you can be all those things. You can stand on my word and you can feel intimate with me. Then you can also feel down and discouraged. Mm -hmm. I just wish we all remember that he's in all of it. He meets us there and Mm -hmm. wants to rejoice there. And whether it's, I am in the throes of depression, if that's where you are, or life feels kind of okay right now, wherever that is, is he is the strong tower that David ran into and that we can run into and the refuge of our soul. And Mm -hmm. that all those things, it's like a bowl full of trail mix that we make for our kids, that all the peanuts and the almonds and the fruit snacks or whatever you add, you can all be (laughs) in there at the same time. And we don't have to we don't have to fight to go, no, only this can exist and only this feeling can exist, but to go, he's in the midst of all of that trail mix of our soul. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And you just mentioned David and it just makes me think of the Psalms. Just yeah. how They are full of people who are crying out to God. They're questioning God. Mm-hmm. They're just pouring out their hearts before him and he's there. And I think of David saying, you know, why are you downcast? Asking himself, mm-hmm. just like when you mentioned earlier, sometimes we have to preach these things to ourselves just as much mm-hmm. as we need to, to our kids or mm-hmm. to someone else. And so, you know, why are you downcast? Oh, my soul. Mm-hmm. I think it says, why are you so disturbed within me? Mm-hmm. But then he goes on to say, I will put my hope in God. Mm-hmm. And I think of that often because we're definitely, again, we're not the first to struggle and there is comfort in that. But at the same time, just knowing that God is just as real, just as present as he was for David Mm -hmm. is something that's Mm -hmm. super encouraging. Yeah, I was talking to a friend the other day and we were talking about kind of this call on our lives to be Christians, just, you know, to love God, to love others, to know him, to make him known. You know, we want to make disciples. We want to pass along what we've learned and just thinking through how like we can get fired up about it. But then in the real everyday moments of our lives, it sounds a lot sexier mm-hmm. than it actually is yeah. because in our everyday lives, there's a lot of mundane totally. and there's a lot of ordinary. Mm-hmm. And yes, there's some beautiful, joyful, amazing, awesome mm-hmm. moments sprinkled throughout. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of just getting up and doing the next right thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious for you, like, how does this play out mm-hmm. to follow God, to try to live out this call mm-hmm. in whatever area it is for you right now, especially in the season of motherhood? Yeah. But then knowing like, a lot of this is done in the ordinary places in the yeah, ordinary days. It sure is. Well, first of all, I have nothing figured out. <sighs> um, I, I truly don't want that to sound like false humility or, you know, anything like that. I, I really have, I think after seeing so many staff girls, 19, 20, even our leadership girls, 25 year olds, you know, and, and then just doing life with women in our church. I think so much of the answer to that question, I can tell you what I, and I will, I'll walk you through, like, here's some things, but I just for sure want everyone to always hear, like, 
the Lord will meet you where you need you to be. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I've had to really, I fight our staff on being, you know, that spectrum of like, okay, like I did the Bible recap in 20 days, you know, (laughs) and and others were like, I haven't had a quiet time in two years. And and I think I just want to look at each one of those gals and just go, and God still loves you. Absolutely. Be at peace in that. And so I never, you know, I, I'm amazed that you do this and meet with women because I, I'm so gun shy sometimes to share because I have nothing figured out. And again, I'm, I get so choked up even talking about it. And again, I don't want any false humility to be heard. I just truly am like, I would never try to tell people how I figured out motherhood. I, I love chatting through it. It got to with Jen even a little bit before this, but every kid's different. Yeah. Every moment's different. Mm-hmm. Every day, the Lord could be doing set My little six-year-old last night broke down because she had lied all day long. And I'm thankful she can't listen to podcasts so I can tell this story. But <laughs> um, And she, I, I really believed her. And so I just think about that, even that moment of like the Lord so intimately, you know, knows all the billions of people in this whole world, but yet he knew little Piper's heart. And mm-hmm. um, anyway, all that to say, I think for me, this season of just feeling kind of a, a downcast spirit, I think is what I'm going to dub it. If I had to diagnose myself, um, it has really pushed me to kind of work my discipline muscle that Um, In all honesty, it's an easier muscle for me in most things, um, but as far as just daily uh, studying of God's word, I, you know, Shay and I, my husband and I are so different. He could sit down and like study, you know, the text and the Greek and Hebrew and all the theology and the Lord can move and speak to me in different ways. And, um, but during this season of being down, I do feel like the Lord has really drawn me back to his word and like just the discipline of being in it. And I might not feel anything from it. In fact, I am doing the Bible recap and I will tell y'all I've been doing it for two years. So if that tells you anything, I'm doing it too. Yeah. There's seasons where I go, I just need to read Psalms today or in the summer for us, I go into teaching whatever Bible study we're doing with our staff. And so I really, you know, kind of launch into that being my kind of consumption of the summer. But I am just still in numbers and, you know, numbers doesn't have much to it outside (laughs) of the people of Israel were very silly. They were so tossed about to and fro and Mm -hmm. God brought them out of slavery and did all these things. And they still were just so silly, just Mm -hmm. dumb sheep like we all are from Psalms 23. (laughs) But it's been interesting as I've done that each day, I've tried to just really work that discipline of sitting down and really studying, even if it's not like this wonderful, you know, I'm memorizing Psalms 100 for the summer and things like that. It's not this ooey gooey heart thing. Well, especially not in numbers. <laughs> no, I, I mean, mean, it's like let's the son honest. of him and the begot this and yeah. lots of just, here's the, how you set up the temple. I mean, things that I'm like, what in the world? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's been so good, Jen, to work that muscle. And I, again, I'm not saying that if you're sitting here listening, going, Ashley, I haven't cracked open a Bible. The Lord can still move mountains Mm -hmm. in your world. I think God's word is the powerful tool that he does that, but Mm -hmm. I would never put him in a box that he can't still walk intimately with you. Uh, But for me, this season has really stirred a discipline that uh, of just going, I am going to do kind of this Bible recap, which she does a great job. I I don't know her. I think you've chatted with her, but um, just a great job of like structure. And I just have kind of said, I have to do this. I cannot go a day. Whereas before I could have been on a walk and I could have just felt the Lord or felt him put a message on my heart. And I love that. I love those moments. But for me right now, I've had to push into what are his truths and mm-hmm. whew, a little choked up, but so it's been really, really rich and really, really good. And mm-hmm. Shay and I, I feel like we're both, even as a married couple, both kind of in this together, which is really sweet to feel that with him and to go, you know, I'm thankful that finances, at times it can kind of make you explode at each other. And I'm thankful for us. We're both kind of holding hands like a little old married couple <laughs> and 
clinging to each other as we kind of go, okay, how can we cut groceries or how can we do different things? And it's been really sweet, but I think so much of it is that I haven't allowed myself to push away from the Lord. I've I've really captured like, Lord, I'm going to draw near to you. And I know you promise you will draw near to me. Mm -hmm. And then I think too, the second thing with marriage is just allowing like for me not to push Shay away during this season. I think women can get down and push relationships away. This is for the 19 year old or the 43 year old that's been married for 17 years Mm -hmm. of not pushing away community that wants to walk through this with you and be broken with you and hold tight to that and to, yeah, just be a part of the downcast spirit and to walk beside you. And, you know, so thankfully our our marriage has really, um, I think we're just both asking the Lord and it's almost like a little midlife crisis, which maybe I just need to call that for what it is, but just asking the Lord to be our daily bread, whether that's spiritually, financially, mentally, emotionally, mm-hmm. um, physically, whatever that looks like, that He would be our provision. And Psalms 100 has been where um, I feel like the Lord is asking me to memorize that for the summer, specifically as I kind of really go full force in the summer. And I just would, I'd love to read it for those listening, but yeah, it says, make please. a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth, serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Enter his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name for the Lord is good. Mm. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. And maybe it's a simple psalm, but I just wrote out to the side of my notes. I I just put, no one is invisible to God. And Mm. um, as you're listening today, if you feel invisible in how many laundry baskets are surrounding Mm. you or um, how many projects you have at work and then you're coming home to a full house, or if you're a single career woman who is a boss and the desire for a family is strong, but it's not the reality, you are not invisible the almighty God that he sees you and that you are the sheep of his pasture and go study Psalms 23 to really learn the great shepherd is so near and dear to that downcast spirit wherever Mm. you are in life whatever season God has you in amen so yes 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 (laughs) one thing that you said multiple times you've used the word fight Mm. earlier you talked about like fighting for our kids and parenting in this season and fighting for your marriage, fighting for closeness to God, mm. fighting for that community around you, like real people in your lives. Yeah. And I think that's something that is just so important. You know, I know you're not on social media. We're going to talk about this in yes. a second. But okay. I'm ready. For those who are on social media or even not, I feel like we all get often the highlight reels mm-hmm. of everybody else, right? Even in yeah. uh, at the grocery store, you bump into someone yes. in the church lobby mm-hmm. on a weekend like, mm-hmm. hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? We kind of get these little snippets of highlights, right? Mm-hmm. It might be true, but it's not always the full truth. And just to be fair, I don't think that we can always share the full truth. I think that's why we have this amazing savior who has the capacity for all of us. Right. And so even a great friend can't be all things. Even our amazing husbands can't be all things to us. Mm -hmm. But I love the word fight. Mm -hmm. And just, I think it is so true that we have to fight for those things. But I think often I forget that. I think it should come easy. I think that things shouldn't be challenging or difficult. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like your natural temperament, especially from, you know, knowing you back in the day is joyful, go-getter. And so even what you were reading in Psalms 100, I guess what I'm saying is that it's interesting to think about that right now in this season of your life is a time that it's not coming more natural, like maybe it has in the past Mm -hmm. and you're truly having to fight for it. Yeah, no, I think that's great words. I, yeah, you know, the word fight, even just in general, even you saying it probably makes me like, oh, actually, Jen, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to do ministry with teenagers anymore. I don't want to have that hard conversation with friends. I don't want to, you know, even labor through ministry, which can be thick and hard and, Mm -hmm 
just as much as corporate America can be. But sure. I, I hear you say that and even everything in these kind of like this introvert, which back when you knew me, I was very much extrovert and that somehow shifted. But um, I feel like it shifted for me some too. Yeah, it's, I hear that. I don't know if that's just, I don't know, age or parent. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I really could probably hole up in my house mm-hmm. in our sweet little farm and probably did for two years of COVID with my kids, my husband, and I, I don't require much outside probably community, but you're so right. And you're actually being a little sacred echo right now of a sweet, one of my core four friends in Fayetteville. She's got, anyway, she's awesome. But I was telling her kind of about, I'm like, Catherine, like her husband's a counselor. So I was like, I need you to diagnose me. I'm like, am I in depression or am I just down or what is this? And it was such a simple line. Um, And I told her, I'm like, I know you weren't saying this to challenge me, but she said, it sounds like you're just in a hard season. And it was like, Jenda's like light bulb, like explosion of thoughts. Like (laughs) everything in me was like, oh my word. Like, and it wasn't to me like, you're just in a hard season, bow up. You know, it was just this wonderfully, mm-hmm. like, you're just in a hard mm-hmm. season. And nothing about a hard season is new to the father who knows all about the season you're in. And mm-hmm. anyway, I, I think this fight in me, it takes a lot to kind of get there now because my goal, I, my, you know, people love to dream and, and dream big. And I love that. It's not in me as much. My big dream right now is I just want six kids that abide with the Lord and yeah. dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of their life. I completely That's feel my dream. that. Yes. Yeah. I don't need a big paper to fill out. I don't need goals. All I want mm-hmm. is for somehow for my kids to dwell with the Lord all the days of their life and for myself to do the same. Um, but when she said, you know, it sounds like you're just in a hard season I just thought, well, here's all my money for that counseling session to go. There are times we got to fight and my personality. I don't know if any listeners can relate. I just sometimes don't want to. Yeah. Sometimes I don't want to go out to camp and, you know, tackle the, the homesick kid or the identity kid or, you know, how delicately it feels like we have to speak now and, and do ministry almost. And uh. um, it, the fight feels so hard. Yes. And I just want to duck my head like an ostrich, but Mm -hmm. I know that's not what God asked us to do. And so I guess I, not to use the analogy, but I guess I lace up my shoes, put on my boxing gloves and get in the ring. Mm -hmm. And yeah, maybe it is a season that I'm just in the ring and some things with just the Lord and I, I guess, like going rounds, but sometimes we need the reminder that you you can't stay in a season forever. You won't stay in a season forever. Right. It will shift. Yeah. It will change. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it, now it might shift to a harder season or it right. might shift to a season yes. where things are suddenly in bloom and you see more fruit. Yeah. And then I think even talking about the word fight, when I hear you say, I need to fight. Yes, it's boxing gloves. Yes, it's like, man, I really need to engage, but sometimes it might be having the courage to either stay silent or speak up Mm -hmm. whenever no one else is going to. Sometimes it might be at bedtime where all I want to do is get my kids down and go fill up a scorching hot bath and just (laughs) sit there. That's all I want. (laughs) But staying in the room and asking another question Mm -hmm. or maybe reading a story Sometimes I think for me, at least, that's Mm -hmm. what it looks like to fight. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it might be, you know, someone is kind of talking bad about someone, but maybe Mm -hmm. it comes out more as a prayer request than gossip. Yeah. But, you know, Mm -hmm. fighting to not engage or to Mm -hmm. say, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Um, Sometimes it's, hey, I'm going to fight to get dinner on the table tonight. Something that is a good, nutritious meal. Or not. Or ramen noodles and... Right. Or I'm going to fight against the legalism to, oh, I need to be the perfect mom and the perfect wife and just let there be that freedom there. So sometimes, Mm -hmm. yeah, I definitely, I hear what you were saying earlier about, we don't Mm -hmm. want this to come across as some checklist that people must Mm -hmm. complete Mm -hmm. in a certain way, because that's not it at all. But just fighting for the things that matter Mm -hmm. and coming back to what I said earlier, but often it's not as sexy Mm -hmm. as we, I think we want it to be, or we think it should be, you know, it's 
hey, I need to have this conversation with a friend or with my husband. And I really don't want to right now because I don't want to, don't want things to be weird or I don't want to have to get into it, but it's worth it. This is important. Yeah. And I mean, even to the furthest extent, I mean, we know from scripture that fighting sometimes means that you sit still and you Mm -hmm. let the Lord do battle for you. Mm -hmm. And that, you know, when you're in the throes of life or, you know, I think about newborn, those first few months with a new baby and, Mm -hmm. Um, there's moments that it, you know, again, yes, lace up, get in the ring. And then there's moments that it, it can mean that you just sit still and let the Lord fight the battle for you and through you. And that's so um, good. That's a great point. Yeah. It might mean that, you know, when I, one morning I literally colored with sage, um, you know, I've, I've put myself on a shopping spree for a year. I can go get like socks for Tess if she needs them, but for myself. And um, it, it's been a really interesting challenge. I love a good Amazon dupe. I love TJ Maxx. I'm not like going to like Bloomingdale's to shop, but um, it has been so cool. I, I was coloring with Sage and Piper, actually. Piper does half day kindergarten, so she was home. And my afternoon consisted of coloring Paw Patrol pictures. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting. It took me through a whole route. I don't know if when you were sick as a young girl, but my mom would get me a new coloring book when I was sick mm-hmm. every time. It was like the best thing. That's so sweet. But it, it took me back to that. But again, that little fight thing, I thought, you know, that day my fight wasn't so like I got to fight for truth. It was just, I'm going to fight to not get on. Again, I don't really have anything to get on, but, you know, not get on or even look at like Pinterest, which I do have Pinterest. I guess I should confess that. I'm not totally off the grid, but, um, but it, the fight sometimes does have a stillness and a sweetness and a quietness. And the great thing is, is the Lord meets us in all those. For that, I am thankful. Mm, me too. Okay, tell us more about this, you being off the grid, because it's been a long time, right? Yes, it has. Give us a backstory. You know, backstory is, you know, for us, you're you're younger than I am, mm-hmm. aren't you? A couple years, I think. Yeah, so I'm 42. So right as I was leaving college, I guess is when, I don't, don't fact check me on this, okay? But I think that's when like MySpace was kind of... And I did do some social media stuff when I was um, young and zealously working for camp. You know, as it kind of started to launch, like, of course, got the Facebook, got the things. And as I had kids, again, I am not saying this is right. My best friends are all on it. And in full disclosure, I do, nobody asked to friend me. I do have an Instagram because that's how I print my kids' photo books. I don't, this is probably too much information. (laughs) You can edit out whatever you want to, but... I, yes. Okay. So I do have it, but like, no, like, in fact, two people follow me and they are (laughs) part of my core four and one of them lives overseas. So that's not your goal. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You know, and here's what I found myself and this is just my personality. There were a couple of things that made me finally go, I just, I can't imagine. And again, this is, I'm not knocking you if you do this or anybody else, but like on Shay's birthday, I couldn't see myself being like, happy birthday to the most amazing husband. Like the only person that needs to know that for me is him was Shay. And I just, I think I just, I had a, again, my uh, counselor that said to me, you know, if anybody engages on social media, there's a little bit of narcissism and I, let's just all be okay to say that. If that makes anybody mad as you're listening, I hope (laughs) it doesn't, but I just, for me, it was that at first, like I'm not a wide open arm kind of, I'm, I'm pretty, I grew up as a pastor's daughter and I don't know if that helped or pushed this, but I'm, I'm a loyalist. I don't need very many friends. I'm not great with new people. I, I'm the first one to the car after church. I take the keys and get all the kids and shake and mingle all he wants. So that was not my personality, first of all, but I just, then once I started having kids, I just found myself, um, I didn't want to write their story on Mm -hmm. social media. I didn't want them to have all these pictures. I mean, they have pictures from me because I do print them, but um, that like I had all these people's comments or I I would type something for an Instagram post that was for other, I I just didn't want to write their story. That's my only line that I can really focus in on is I want when Lulu Robbins, as we begin to launch her and, and we're getting there, we're, we're starting to think through this for her. I don't want to just launch her as an 18 year old without ever, you know, we talked about this without ever having 
helps influence her while she's under my roof of how to navigate Instagram or whatever mm-hmm. else it's going to be in the next couple of years that's coming down the pipe. But I just didn't want to write her story of who she was yeah. before she had a chance to like do to that. Say in and it. I think there's so much pressure on these kiddos who launch into these worlds of social media so fast. And I see it at camp is that, you know, messing up, they're not allowed to do because then the whole world jumps on that. And then you send a girl into depression because everybody got this picture of her. I mean, it's just this slippery slope. And I just for me as a mom. Well, I'm sure that you guys being directors at camp has definitely influenced because you've seen more than some people have and seen what people go through and like, man, is this even worth it? Yeah. Seeing what parents go through. Yeah. And the changing culture from when you were a counselor and what we dealt with. I mean, it's, it's a different world in teenage ministry. I think my senior year of college is whenever, I believe, is whenever Facebook came out. And it was okay. only for college kids at first. Yes. And so, you know, it kind yes. of started with that. Right. Or maybe is someone who still had a college account. I don't remember. And then it started to kind of Something. widen. Yeah. So, I mean, I've totally felt myself pulling back over the years. Yeah. I still have it, but yeah. just not caring, not longing to be on it, not craving it because of all the things that you're saying, just kind of wanting more privacy and not even in the sense of like, oh, I don't want someone to know, but just like, hey, there's, there's a lot of sacred moments that happen within a family or within friends. And Mm -hmm. most of the time, the most beautiful moments, I don't have my phone out anyway to capture. Yes. Amen. Yeah. When you think about, I, I love this verse where Mary you know, obviously the Mary mother of Jesus watching this, the savior of the world, she's raising him. And I've, oh, I, I love Mary. I love to think about her, but the way that she says in scripture, she pondered these things in her heart. Mm-hmm. And this was after Jesus kind of scared her half to death and mm-hmm. stayed at the temple and she didn't know where he was. And, you know, there wasn't cell phones and, you know, video picturing that she could find him real fast. But, um, I think for me as a mom, and I tell my kids this, I'm like, I just don't post about y'all. I don't post about anything. And I just don't want to write their story to where they wake up as a 20 year old. And if, you know, there's going to be something that one of my kids says, mom, this really hurt me growing up. And I can't wait for the day to go. I'm so sorry. And because I'm not perfect, I need the Lord. And so often I go to my kids after they've fallen asleep and like wake them up like, hey, mommy needs to say sorry. And, <laughs> you know, I mess up. They're like, you know, groggy one eye, like half asleep. They're like, okay, mom. And, um, but I just, I just don't want them to look back and feel like I maybe put the highlight reel out there of their yeah, life. Yeah. But that wasn't what they maybe felt. And I just... I don't think we know enough about social media yet that I don't want to raise yeah. my kid from zero to 18 on it for them. And Well, it's still a social experiment or science yeah, experiment that's happening yeah. right now. And yeah, we don't really know all the effects. Totally. I mean, I think people are starting to see like, oh, this study or for this generation. Yeah. But And again, I... I want to be clear, like if you're a young mom and you're posting sweet newborn pictures, that's, I, I want you to, I, I trust the Lord that he'll lead you through that. And right. um, it's just another perspective. Yeah. You're just sharing your experience. Yeah. Another perspective. And again, I'm a pretty private, um, not because I don't want to share, but just, I'm not a share with the world, big armed gal. Mm-hmm. And I, my biggest stage is when I you know, sit in a rocking chair with my four-year-old and sing her a song. So, Mm -hmm. um, and I love that stage. And I love that about you. I mean, I think that's so important. I I think we're missing a lot of that in our world. And so again, different people called to different things. Absolutely. hundred percent. And so, you know, only you and the Holy Spirit can determine, you know, what you're feeling led to, what you're feeling called to. But I do think that sometimes people can feel like if it's not seen, then did it really even count? Uh Did it matter? And there are so many unseen moments as a mom, as a woman, as a human. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I love that. That's a great final word to wrap that up. And I'm thankful Shay and I are kind of both on the same page. He just knows when my birthday comes around, I'm like, don't you do do it. You know, we just, you know, 17 years, we just kind of know. And all my friends, at least my core four friends just laugh about me and with me. And it's awesome. And it's great. So I, you know, hoping moms can land where they need to land. Women can land where they need to land. But I think it's always a good question of like, why am I posting this? And 
you know, is this something that I need to go face to face? I'm huge, huge. This is the phrase of come to the dinner table. But I think so many of our college girls so sadly will get onto their phone and spew this really, uh, whether it's a hardship or, um, you know, the season they're in or, um, you know, with our staff, we're seeing anxiety out the roof and they can go on and they share it in a four by four square somehow or however many, you know, letters you get. But they don't know how to call someone, a mentor, a Bible study leader and, and sit down eye to eye and say it to them. And that's where I think I would push in, you know, especially to any listener like of going, don't be willing to put it in characters in a TikTok or in a tweet, or I don't even know what TikTok, what it does. But if you're not willing to sit down with a human, which yeah. is what God made the horizontal part of his cross for his relationship, if you're not willing to eyeball somebody and go, I'm hurting today, mm-hmm. or let me tell you about this epic moment today, or I got into med school, uh, whatever it is, allowing there to still be dinner table, face-to-face conversation mm. and not just the squares That's good. and the 200 characters and the videos and the silly, whatever, you know, whatever. But just to make sure you're doing human interaction, mm-hmm. which we're made for. So anyway, there's my side note. Yeah. And it sounds like that's what you're doing in your own life. You keep talking about your kind of four core. Is that what you said? Four women that are kind of yeah, core four women, your core people. And so you're coming to them with some of these feelings and saying, man, I am just, I'm struggling. I'm feeling down. Yeah, I think that's the key is that we have to have real people, just like you're saying, face-to-face interaction to be able to say, man, I'm hurting, I'm struggling, or this awesome thing just happened. And I want you to know, you know, Yeah. so earlier you were talking about just feeling down and it actually made me think about something that I've been studying this week, which I've been going through the Beatitudes. Mm -hmm. And the first one is, you know, blessed are the poor in spirit. I think the NLT says, God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Mm -hmm. And so I've been processing on that. Okay, Mm -hmm. we know what it is to be poor, right? Like Mm -hmm. we probably think of monetary stuff, like how much money do you have in the bank? Mm -hmm. Can I put food on the table? You know, how much luxury, how much money, whatever. Mm -hmm. But thinking about the poor in spirit Mm -hmm. and then how Jesus is saying, blessed are the poor in spirit. Mm -hmm. So whenever we feel like we're lacking and maybe we're not satisfied and we don't have enough, Mm -hmm. but Jesus is saying, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And so I've kind of been processing on all of those, but that really stuck out to me when you were talking about just feeling really, I think you said downcast in spirit, but really feeling Mm -hmm poor in spirit Mm -hmm. and that we are blessed when we feel that way, because that means that he can actually come in and meet that need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I flipped to Matthew when you brought that up and it's so interesting, all the beginnings of that blessed are the poor in spirit, those who mourn the meek, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, merciful, pure in heart, peacemakers. Mm -hmm. It almost feels like the entrance of all the Beatitudes almost has a has kind of a downcast spirit in it. Not yeah. that peacemakers necessarily mean downcast, but it it almost lends towards a more, I don't know if the word somber tone in that yeah, first sure. part. Like it's not blessed are those who are so encouraged. It's it yeah. almost, I wonder if Matt, like those beatitudes almost do lend towards the human condition. <laughs> yeah. The, just this, this deep, like, kind of this downcast, you know, I know meekness doesn't mean down. It's just this almost like a quietness, a reserved season of like, you kind of pull back from, you know, being like, I'm great and the joy and Mm -hmm. yes, and all the joy is good. But I love that, Jen, that that is where the Lord's been taking you. But Mm -hmm. it's interesting that those all kind of start a little bit of a somber, quieter tone almost. Mm-hmm. If Matthew were reading it to us, it feels like blessed are the, like, he's not like, blessed are the merciful. You know, it feels like this, like 
blessed are the mercy, Mm -hmm. tender little seasons to each of those words. So, and I can just imagine Jesus, I don't know if you do this, but, and it's not biblical, but I can just imagine him, you know, (laughs) sitting on a hill that's biblical, but you know, looking into the eyes of Mm -hmm. an 18 year old or looking into the eyes Mm -hmm. of a young mom or looking Mm -hmm. into the eyes of a mom who's, who has teenagers Mm -hmm. and who is, you know, like, ah, oh my gosh, how do I even raise these kids? And him saying, blessed are those Mm -hmm. who are poor in spirit and realize their need for him. And just how encouraging that would be. So I think you're definitely not alone. Mm -hmm. And I think it's actually not a bad spot to be. Yeah, I agree. I, yeah, I do see good, good things and beauty, beauty comes from ashes. So Mm -hmm. let me sit in the ashes, not too long, but the beauty will come and What's really fun is as we turn from bottles, baby bottles of the word, and we start to gnaw on good meat of the word and grow in maturity. And not that I've anything accomplished is that at one point I asked myself, how am I going to walk the hard? How do I want to walk this hard season? As my friend said to go, do I want to be tossed about by the waves? And, Mm -hmm. and, oh, is God in control? Is, does he see me or do I want to go? Yes, he does see me, even when I don't feel it. Mm -hmm. Yes, he sees my kids. Yes, whatever it is, he sees me. And I want to be gnawing on the meat of his word to know that that's true. That's good. And not sipping on a baby bottle anymore to go, is it? Is it not? Is Mm -hmm. it? I want to go, no, it is true. Even in the poor in spirit parts Mm -hmm. of life and even in the meek parts of life and even in the mourning part of life, like he is. So, Mm -hmm. and we need the nourishment. Mm -hmm. There's a lot more nourishment in a big full meal than there is in a little bit of milk. And so I think sometimes we're selling ourselves short. Yeah. Great. Um, so actually, Jen, I have not even really shared this. It's so interesting that a podcast has popped up in the you know middle of February. But, um, you know, I've shared it with Shay and then um, with my core for women in my life. And what's fun, and I'm not a big like share to everyone, but I also just today just felt like the Lord was putting this. So I do hope, you know, I know I'm not alone in this. Mm-hmm. I was talking to another preschool mom that, you know, she was talking about, you know, her grocery budget. Ashley, what are you doing? And how are you, you know, and we're all walking through life again, whether it's the meadow of roses and, you know, things are awesome. And life, you know, as in Ecclesiastes, our sermon this past Sunday was just on enjoying life. And it was so interestingly timed with what I've just shared of feeling mm-hmm. so downcast in spirit. But our we have a teaching team at, at Woodland Hills and um, the guy teaching is a dear friend. I actually knew him as a camper, if that doesn't age me. But um, he did an incredible job of just talking about Ecclesiastes 9 is where he was. And um, basically, the whole thing is like, hey, whether you're good or bad, we're all going to die. So <laughs> kind of a heavy premise. You're like, okay, thank you for the encouragement. But it's true. Definitely um, put some things in perspective. Yeah, that that is true. But it it's just talking about it goes like verse 7 kind of switches now to like, enjoying life. It's talking about with your wife or with your husband, but also just enjoying life and go and eat your bread with joy and drink your wine with merry heart for God has already approved what you do. Let your garments be always white. Let not oil be lacking on your head. Enjoy life with your wife and whom you love. And it's been interesting. I think my last just encouragement to your listeners, Jen, and um, probably to myself is you can be in the midst of folding laundry or in the midst of finals week as a college girl or um, in the midst of lonely nights because maybe you don't have friends in high school or maybe you don't have friends in your 40, um, Mm -hmm. still navigating womenly friendships. But (laughs) wherever you are, he wants you to enjoy life in the midst of obviously knowing him. And that means in the seasons of the Beatitudes when they feel so raw and so appropriate or in the seasons when um, you're bursting forth with all the good things and you're rejoicing in whatever it is, whether it's you got into college, you got engaged, uh, you had a baby. Um, he wants us to enjoy life in the midst of all of it within his presence. And so just want to encourage that even when you're in a season and if you're with me in a downcast season of 
Lord, where are you in our world? Mm-hmm. Um, from the news to, um, you know, the sadness to, you know, the, even the devastation that hit, I think, yesterday with an earthquake in Turkey and Syria. What those big things that you're like have no control of as a woman in Branson, Missouri, mm-hmm. or also just sitting at, at bedtime at night with a little six year old who lied, you know, whatever those down seasons bring about, um, that God's in the midst of them and that He still is singing over you and rejoicing over you and that He wants you to enjoy this life mm. even when it feels heavy. That's really good. Those are good reminders for me, for sure. So I know they will be mm. for everyone else. And I just really appreciate you as just a genuine and sincere woman of the Word who's following God to the best of your ability. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. Mm. Nobody listening to this podcast yeah, is perfect. We don't have it figured out, but um, we know that He does and we know that He's trustworthy. And so just mm-hmm. standing mm-hmm. firmly on Him, on the rock of ages Mm -hmm. is the Mm -hmm. best place to be. And so I'm just super grateful for your example and just for being who you are. So thank you for taking the time to chat on this podcast, even though we had to stop it a couple times because my son kept calling from school because it was raining. (laughs) Mom (laughs) like right there. Hey, that's 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 motherhood. All encompassing. Well, thank you for having me on. Don't ever give up the fight of what you're doing and what you and your husband are doing. And I know days, and I grew up in ministry as a pastor's kid, so I know there are long days and long moments, but praying for you guys too, and just think the world of you. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to join us, to sit with us, to learn with us. Know that we will link up some resources in the conversation notes. You can also stay in the loop by connecting with us on Instagram at The Messy Table Podcast. And you can subscribe for free however you like to stream, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or Stitcher. And finally, as you head back into your week and into your world, don't forget that yes, life is messy, but God is at work in your mess.